Hello, everyone, and welcome to From the Felt, brought to you by the Texas Card House. My name is Ryan Crow, and I'm here recording again in Houston, Texas, uh, with Mr. Sam Von Kennel and uh, Bill Hewer. Uh, Sam, how are you doing today? This makes three straight weeks of coming from Houston, Texas. I think it's time that Bill now comes back to Austin next week for the podcast. Uh, yeah, I'll come to Austin. Seems next. fair. Seems <laughs> fair. I, I, I heard there was some uh, restaurant I had to try. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but... When I come out next time, we're going to party uh, in Austin like you partied in Houston last week. Fair? It was a good time. So, yeah, <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> Excellent. Well, one of the reasons that we are recording at the Texas Card House in Houston is because we have a very special guest with us today. Uh, we had Brad Owen on last week, and this week we have Andrew Nimi, uh, who's here. Andrew, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. It's good to be here with you guys in Houston. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, no, really excited to have you here. Um, as you know, we spoke to your your uh, your partner or business partner uh sure. you, you know for on the last podcast we're actually recording these on the same day but but uh, yours will be airing the week after his but you know really excited to have you guys in um you know one of the things we really wanted to do uh you know i know a lot of the the of our listeners and and, and y'all's of course you know watchers um they know a lot about your your play and with the show on the videos but we want to kind of dive into you know you and kind of talk about hey like you know what what, what were you like before the vlogging how did you come up with that or how, how did mm. it start like 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 what's the, what's the journey like? Like what were you doing before vlogging, and then how did you get into it? Yeah, so there's uh, there's a lot of years of poker playing that uh, happened before I started uh, talking about poker playing on on video. Um, so I was living in Las Vegas. Uh, I had been playing poker professionally for about eight years, I think, uh, before starting the blog. So that's a lot of uh, hours at the card table, a lot of uh, poker hands you look at, and uh, just a lot of grinding that I think I eventually just got a little bit uh, burnt out on. And I feel like I was maybe missing a little bit of, uh, of something um, from, my, from my daily grind. And I had started to um, uh, become aware of uh, you know, one or two content creators on YouTube. Um, the main guy that I've, I've referenced before um, is uh, a guy named Casey Neistat, who's like a professional filmmaker who started doing daily vlogs on YouTube. Um, thought the stuff that he was creating was really cool and also felt like a lot of the the poker content at the time uh, wasn't really focused on like, you know, the sort of everyday games that um, the, the biggest percentage of the poker playing audience was playing, you know, like uh, one, two and two, five, maybe up to five, ten games. There wasn't right really any, uh, you know, hardly any um, content that covered that sort of a game. Um, and so I just, I just, it was like a combination of these things, right? So like, um, you know, on, on one hand, I'm a little bit burnt out of all those years of playing cards, uh, missing a little, a little something, maybe a creative outlet, seeing somebody else do something that I thought was really cool and, uh, sort of understood why he was doing it and, uh, a little bit of a, or a big hole in the, uh, the poker media landscape. Was it always focused, was your original intention always kind of focusing on, providing entertaining content for a viewing audience that you didn't know would be there or not? Or was it more recording some of your own for just some personal auditing? Like mm -hmm. you're, you're getting the chance to break down your own play later and, and show it to other you know friends that are in the industry and kind of can give you advice. Like where, yeah. where was the direction originally? Yeah. The, I, mean, I think that, I think the coolest projects, um, the ones that you're going to be most excited to do are, uh, are going to be beneficial in multiple, uh, facets, right? So like if you, I think I think a good place to start, though, is to do something that um, you're going to enjoy and not worry too much whether other people are going to get uh, a ton of value or enjoyment or whatever it is out of it. So I think if you're if you're doing something that you're um, 
like if you're making a video that you would want to watch, you know, or a style of video that you would want to watch or be interested in, um, I think that's going to be a good starting point because uh, you'll be you'll be motivated to do it and you'll be motivated to keep doing it um, because a lot of these videos they take so much work and effort and it's like it's a grind in its own uh, that can also lead to burnout. But if you're doing something that you enjoy on a, on a level, um, then that's going to be a good place to start. So yeah, I uh, you know I've always sort of liked you know the idea of you know putting music tracks to certain scenes or you know, uh, cinematography in general, I've sort of taken a, taken a, a knack to. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you truly nailed it. Cause I mean, we're in the same age group and I've been playing cards for as long as, you know, for a long time too. I'm not professional by any means by your status, but I'm at this point, you know, a winning player. I know what I'm doing, but I'm not going to fucking read a poker book nowadays. Like, yeah. it, you know, having somebody or, or in a book, tell me, you know, blind ratios and bet sizing and sacks. Like, that's that's so boring. I'm not going to do it. Like, mm -hmm. even though I, it would probably better my game exponentially. And so today's age, you know, I think you nailed it. I mean, I'm watching you do it. You're having fun with it. We're, you know, it's a learning experience, but it's also entertaining. You're adding music that's relevant to, you know, the culture and, and the time. Yeah. And so just it really makes it from just reading a poker book to – you know, make, making it cool. Like, and that yeah. sounds cheesy, but. You know, oh yeah. Cool. Like even these, even a lot of the, uh, you know, the, the training sites there, it's, it's probably, it's for sure some of the best uh, material out there to learn and get better at poker. But a lot of that, a lot of that stuff is incredibly dry, you know? Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, uh, you get, you get some Europeans in there that are droning on and on about ranges and then solver stuff. And yeah. you know, it's, it can be, uh, you, you definitely gonna have to listen to it multiple times in order to get through it and make sure you're hearing everything. And, uh, you know, I think my stuff is maybe a little bit of a cross between entertainment and informational. Um, and I think uh, that can, you know, help uh, bring some people over from that side of, you know, the dryness that is poker, poker study. Does it keep you accountable to when you are playing, knowing that, you know, this is being documented? Like, are you going to are there ever time while you're vlogging a hand that you're like, shit i have to put this on the vlog you know you're you know taking a chance that you don't want to take or, or, yeah. or does it make you play better like knowing that it's on going to be put online yeah uh i think all of the above um i think i think when i'm when i know that i'm going to be you know when i start recording a session um and i know i'm going to be uh relaying the results and talking about poker hands then i'm really going to try and bear down and not make hopefully not make a fool out of myself on this yeah. video but the other thing is that um people seem to really take to the humility and especially like non non-professional poker players they sort of get some sense of uh enjoyment out of seeing a professional um either lose or make a mistake or something and then they realize that okay they're not the only ones who uh you know fuck up from time to time it, it's yeah. super relatable like mm -hmm. that's that's the best experience when i've watched their videos versus you know a lot of the other and I don't mean this in a rude way, like the bigger name pros when they put out videos and like you have to subscribe or pay for them. And it's just like such a like a class, like I'm going to school, like and yours is like very relatable. Like as I'm watching it, you make me feel like I'm right there with you, like I'm one of the guys and we're in your It's like circle. you're having a conversation with yeah. you, like, 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 you know, you're, you're talking to the person like, like, like you're having a conversation, which is interesting. Yeah, mm. yeah try to be, I try, try to be, you know, like, uh, you know, just down to earth about these things. And I've always said that, like, I'm. I'm never going to get to this point where I'm just making zero mistakes in poker. It's just not going to happen. So if that's the case, then I guess we should be okay with talking about the mistakes and trying to learn from them rather than trying to hide them. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just curious to know, like, the style of the video. Uh, you know, Brad kind of told us that he created, he vlogged first, and you kind of copied everything from him. 
Where do you think he got the idea for this? <laughs> <laughs> that look, was, that look okay. on your face was like, uh. <laughs> no, I'm, like I'm kidding. I was like, no, I wonder if he, does he know who he's talking to? Or is he confused? <laughs> no, but, but, but I mean, he, he had a good point. He's, you know, obviously he said he started blogging after he saw you know, kind of what you were doing and, 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 and like the style. And so how did you come up with the format and style with which you do your blogs? Like, because I mean, and maybe there were people out there before. I started watching your videos back when you came to the Texas Card House the first time, which I think was a little over a year ago. It was interesting to me to see like the, the ability, you know, like you had kind of a camera at the table, you're you're filming it, but then you're kind of going through it. And, and it's, I mean, yeah, it's like a class, but you're kind of talking through your mindset through it. And maybe people have been doing that before. Was that kind of, I mean, did you see someone doing that? Did you come up with that? Like, like how did it evolve to that format? Well, as far as talking through hands and putting that onto a video, um, I'm basically doing what uh, like me and my fellow uh either pro or semi-pro uh, poker playing friends do, um, which is to break down hands street by street, you know, relaying all the important information so that they can give you feedback uh, on what they think or how they would have played a hand. Um, and that's like been the most beneficial thing for me uh, over the years. You know, I have I had a text message group of, you know, 10 poker playing friends where just always sending hands back and forth. You know, we wake up in the morning to like 200 text messages about poker hands. So, it's basically just me doing that uh, with the audience or, you know, talking about a poker hand with the audience uh, in that exact same format. And I think that's part of the reason uh, the blogs kind of took off is because a lot of people, when when they're not professionals, you know, they might tell a, a fellow poker playing friend what, about a hand. Um, they'll gloss over a lot of the details. They won't, mm -hmm. you know, go street by street and they'll bet size by bet size and everything um and then the, the friend will just say oh that's unlucky you know that's that's poker you got unlucky you played it fine um but you know they don't really have a, a lot of people don't really have a professional poker player to talk about a hand with and break it down like to this level of minutia um so that's uh yeah i just sort of like you know moved move the uh, the discussions with friends over into the uh, the video and that's you know i think it's what a lot of professional poker players do they just think about the hands these way and this way and then you then you talk about it very cool how is how is i mean you know the success of y'all's vlogs obviously is pretty obvious i mean has it changed your life much i mean like, like pre-vlog versus now i mean i mean you guys are getting hundreds of thousands of views mm -hmm. um i mean how has that affected your life, but then also how has it affected like your poker game? Like, like the players come after you, they target I me. Mean, they, they, you know, most people, most of the time you sit at a table, someone, you know, one of the eight, nine, seven people at the table is probably going to know who you are. Sure. So how does that affect your game and, and so forth? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I mean, the blogs have definitely, definitely changed my, uh, uh, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't know if it's changed like who I am or anything like that, but you know, I'm going from just, just grinding day in and day out and thinking about which casino you're going to go grind at versus you know trying to plan out content and planning trips to do meetup games and all these things um you know that's that's a pretty big pretty big difference so now i'm basically like part-time blogger part-time poker player you know it's, yeah. it's like two two part-time jobs that make up a, a lot of work um Wait, which, which one pays better uh you know it's it depends like i'm still trying to move up in stakes and stuff i still want to play higher so as that ladder continues then i think the poker will still play better still pay better but uh um, you know, there's all these other, you know, there's, it's the vlog is like the hub on, uh, of a wheel where there's many spokes, you know, there's merchandise, yeah. there's YouTube revenue, sure. uh, you know, all these different things. So it, where are you on that ladder of big games? Where's uh, your highest rung so yeah, far? I'm feeling lately, I've been <clears throat> feeling pretty, pretty confident in five, 10 games. Uh, sometimes that confidence would like ebb and flow a little bit and I'll go back to the, like the, the deep stack two, five games or, you know, these, these five, five games here in Texas, which play pretty big, um, 
So yeah, if uh, if we can get to the point where I feel you know like I'm like a five ten crusher, I'd be that's kind of like the uh, next step to fully put my foot on, and then into you know maybe like 10, 20 games wherever wherever those may be. Yeah. So where on, so for the Texas card house or Texas in general, you've played in Austin, San Antonio, and Houston, right? And where, yep, Midland as and well. Midland, yep. okay. Where do we rank as far as crushable games? Are these games just like you guys are killing it here, or are these games you nitty? Mean here in Houston or Texas? Let's say Houston. Houston, uh, it's you know I only have a, a sample size of one session so far, um, but it seems like there's a good amount of money on the tables, which mm-hmm. is always good. Um, yeah, the, the Texas scene in general is is for sure I think uh, tied for first place for me between. California and here in Texas, as far as like just the amount of action to be found uh, in the U.S. and probably in the world, I would guess. I haven't played in Asia yet. I've heard some things, but uh, yeah, in the U.S., California and Texas, I think are right up there at the top of you know in terms of games and number of action, just amount the, of action. You mean like the style of play, which just yeah, just people, the of, yeah, people like to gamble. There's uh, a, you want you you sort of need to be in areas where there's a good amount of money available. Yeah, um, which you know I don't th- I don't know if Las Vegas is really that that spot people come from all over the world with money but as far as like comparing las vegas the amount of money there compared to you know los angeles los angeles by far takes the cake i assume houston is kind of similar yeah, I, don't I think so many people like tourist wise go to las vegas really to play poker i mean yeah at this point it's you know the destination for you know pool parties and blackjack and nightclubs and, and dinner and stuff like that but you're not finding a lot of people like trout like wanting to go play. You can find except for the WSOP. Sure, yeah, yeah. Big, big massive mm. events like that, and you know the Venetian has you know their deep stack extravaganzas series and things like that to, to draw the tournament players, and they'll play cash when they you know after they bust out attorneys. But <laughs> you're not finding a lot of like just a casual. I'm going to go to Vegas to play cash game poker this weekend. Like right. you know, not a lot of those players. Yeah, uh, as you were alluding to, as 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 poker and different forms of gaming uh you know we're seeing sports betting uh roll out across across the u.s it's going to be interesting to see like how uh how vegas uh reacts to that and for some reason they seem to be going in a uh, non-expected direction with you know resort fees and parking fees you know gaming is becoming more and more available in all these other locations uh, well, you I, think- I, if i'm being honest the death nail is going to be when they hear that brad and andrew are moving to texas <laughs> to make their home base the texas car house right I mean, like like i don't know what vegas is going to do at that stage Pretty much they might actually move the WSOP here. So you guys are both <laughs> living in Vegas. Yeah, we're based in Vegas. Uh, travel a lot. This this year has been a lot of destinations. You guys neighbors? Uh, no, not neighbors. No. Uh, we do not live together. Uh, so people would probably guess differently. But uh, no, I live downtown. He lives uh, in the suburbs. You live downtown? Yeah, towards Where about? downtown. Uh, kind of like by the Arts District. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar. But, it's my hometown. So, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, like in between Arts District and, uh, and Fremont Street. Oh, very cool. That's a cool area, like Container Park area. Yeah, I love uh, East Fremont. is is really cool. If uh, if my fiance and I, Boosie, are going to go out, we're usually out uh, downtown. Very cool. When you're not in you know, vlogging mode and you're just in grinding mode in Vegas, let's say, where are you playing? What, what's your casino of choice? Yeah. Uh, so the past couple of weeks, I've been at the Bellagio Five Ten. Uh, the Bellagio gets the most Five Ten games um, out of all the casinos. Um, 
And then sometimes I'll be at the Win Poker Room, which is probably my favorite property. And uh, I usually play the, the 2-5 uh, over there. It's interesting. It's the same max buy-in, that 2-5 and the, and the 5-10 at the Bellagio. We always play in, almost always play in Hold'em. We're not mixing it up or anything like that? Yeah, uh, it's been a little while um, since the proper PLO session. Uh, I do dabble sometimes, but uh, it's my results are probably somewhere <laughs> around break-even after many, many hours. <laughs> Um, so yeah, most of the, all, all the study really has been in no limit for myself. I'm not, I'm not much of a cash game player. If I am, I'm playing Omaha, but no, if I'm playing no limit, that's in tournament form. So not, not too familiar other than I do like the, the, now the poker rooms at the encore, the the wind property. It's a, it's a great room. Yeah. The wind does pretty much everything right. They got rid of their parking fees. It's free to valet at the wind. I heard that. I heard that. That's good. Mm -hmm. So you consider yourself more of cash game player than tournament player. Do you play the WSOP ever? Yeah, the WSOP is kind of like the main time where I'll uh, I'll find myself dabbling in the tournaments. I'll hop in there. Um, I, every time I say I'm going to play more tournaments, but then, you know, there's like 10, 5, 10 games going at the Bellagio. So I usually end up there. But this year, I, I really should have played more tournaments just because the, the amount of success and the number of people that they had in those tournaments this year at the WSOP was astounding. And uh, I think that the next year we'll probably be similar if assuming they don't change it up for unknown reasons you know I'm sh- I, I would imagine they'll run a lot of the same tournaments and they're going with lower buy-ins uh on average it seems and i think that i'm going to try and make that my focus next time i completely understand going to vegas with the intentions of playing in the wsop and then just about everything else distracted us when uh, this threesome went there and tried to play i think <laughs> right. we all got one tournament under our belt and then we were found ourselves at the ultimate texas hold'em game oh yeah, yeah i That's actually saw one. you in line you're in line for the team event uh yeah. i was way out so you're way up there i was actually gonna come on and say hi but then i actually watched the video y'all did on that uh yeah so very, very good so uh, that was a fun one to put together how'd you yeah. guys do in that tournament uh it's uh i don't know i'm, ch- I'm wondering how many spoilers i should get but uh we did not win it um that one they didn't win no we did not win that tournament uh it was fun though yeah it was me and it was brad and uh another friend uh derek gomez who actually he makes videos as well um so he's he's a great player he's he's he was our ringer actually he was uh, the the actual tournament player out of the team so yeah so so one thing brad told us uh that i didn't know is that y'all didn't really know each other that well before y'all started vlogging together right Uh, i think just my perspective just in you know and having seen videos a year ago and even through now, the fact that y'all been together, that I, I kind of assumed y'all were just lifelong friends. And so it's interesting. So y'all y'all met after right after you started vlogging. Is that, is that correct? After, after he started. Well, I started and then he started maybe like three months after yeah. I started, something like that. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we uh, just kind of connected that way. Uh, cool. I think one of, one of his friends uh, just you know, we were talking about videos and stuff and it's, you know, uh, poker can be this kind of like the solo endeavor thing. You know, you're, you're there. I mean, you can, you can talk about, talk about, um, poker hands with friends, as I mentioned, but you know, once you're there, it's, you're, you're kind of on your own. And, uh, you know, in videos with this, uh, this content creation thing, you can collaborate with other people on videos and, you know, we're doing these meetup games together and, it's, uh, you know, along with the creativity that I felt like I was missing, um, I felt like I was missing, you know, actually working uh, uh, either on a team or just, you know, with, with someone else on, on a project. Um, so, yeah, it was cool to, like, uh, you know, talk about this thing that we were both very much involved in. So before poker, what were you doing? 
Before poker, I was uh, chasing the music industry dream. I was uh, living in Los Angeles. I actually uh, got my start in, in London do, doing an internship with a music promotion company. And uh, I was there for about a year doing that. And then um, after my work visa expired, went to L.A. to continue that pursuit. And, uh, you know, I really enjoyed the, the job I had in, in London, um, but I was never able to really find a job that I enjoyed as much as that. Um, so kind of bounced around a little bit uh, from job to job over the course of four years, basically. Um, but yeah, towards the, uh, I guess that last year was when I started discovering poker. And this was, you know, in the, you know, the mid 2000s where, you know, poker was on a massive traje trajectory. It was all over the place on TV and everything. And, you know, uh, easy availability of online games. Uh, didn't have to drive through LA traffic to find a game. You could just hop online. And uh, yeah, I, I discovered poker slowly but surely. Where did you start playing in L.A. at? Uh, I liked the Hustler Club the mm -hmm. most. Um, you know, I was always a, a, a massive fan of Las Vegas uh, ever since the first time I went there. And then I, th I think the Hustler kind of had the most like Vegasy feel to mm -hmm. it of all the uh, L.A. card clubs. Um, and the 5-5 game there, I think, is tr traditionally just like the best. It's a great spot. Yeah. Bill likes the Hustler Club too, but it's not the poker. Yeah, the, club. The biggest, uh, I've actually never been to either Hustler Club, but I, I used to live very close to the one in LA, but my place of choice was commerce or bike. Yeah. So of all the places you, you travel around, it sounds like you guys have been all over the, the country. And um, like, like aside from Vegas, like, like what are some of your favorite places that you visited? Like, like where's the action, <clears throat> the greatest or the best experiences you've had? Because it sounds like you guys have, have had a taste of a lot of different areas. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, Texas aside, you know, we've, we've had some great experiences uh, in Austin. You know, they, the Texas card house there. They, they yeah. didn't even uh, pay me to say that. Um, <laughs> the the games uh, up in at Maryland Live, that's um, the most number of three, five games that we've had. We got 22 tables worth of people together. Wow. Um, so that yeah, one. Three, five? Is yeah, okay. three, five. Um, so that's, you know, it's an it's to be able to get like that kind of a turnout is you know, we're not gonna be able to play with everybody, which is yeah, not yeah. enough time to get to that many tables. Um, but you know, we go to the bar afterwards and grab a beer and try and say hi to as many people as we can. Um, but yeah, the the action up there up there in the uh, the Northeast is is great. Um, had a good, uh, good a good game down in Florida. You know, it's it's crazy just how how many casinos and poker and you know how many games you are all over the uh, the U.S. and all these different locations. Yeah, that whole Texas Hold'em thing, it's kind of caught on, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it has. Say uh, the least. Is, is Hold'em your game of choice? Or do you play any of the mixed games, Omaha? I haven't gotten into it. Uh, PLO is the only game I've really dabbled in. Um, I, I actually like Short Deck a lot. I don't know if you guys have played that at all. Um, Not here, but I've heard of it. Yeah, uh, I've played that a few times. I think it's, it's, it's interesting. It's like pretty similar to uh, PLO in that you know the, the variance is there. Um, like some of the mechanics, you know, it's like it's nice that it's still two cards and flop turn river, so you know, all the Texas Hold'em people can understand that. Mm -hmm. Um, but it just adds a little bit more uh, action, you know, you get to play a lot more hands. The the V pips are you know a lot higher in that game, so that right off the bat is going to make it more fun, yeah. Doesn't a straight beat a flush in that game or something, uh, something weird like? In, in short deck, a straight a flush beats a full house. A flush, that's right. A flush beats yeah, a full house. because it's harder. It's harder to make a flush with right. uh, half the cards gone, or you know, a lot of the cards gone. But or it uh, should be easier to hit a full house too, because you're you're shooting right. a numbered card. Yeah, yeah, right. That's just crazy. Yeah. And the uh, <laughs> the ace. Um, that would never confuse me. 
No, it's great. It's it's really fun. You guys uh, should try and uh, promote He's that. Let's go sit down. Let's go. We can start a game tonight if you guys want. Right now. Uh, all right. T- 10 20. Yeah. No, perfect. Yeah, I really can't play any of those those games. I I need the ability to go all in pre flop and just get yeah. a guarantee all five cards. So limit games, mixed games. I mean, I know we were talking about short deck, which I could do the same. But yeah. I need I need to be able to eliminate the professionals' you know ability to outplay me post flop and just get <laughs> it all go. in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For me, it's interesting. You know, like I there's all these different mixed games and stuff. And may, I don't know, maybe I, ha- I haven't given them enough time to really check them out. But uh, for me, poker has kind of been like a vehicle um, to make a living and uh, in a living, you know, in a manner that I want to do it on my own terms. And, you know, I, I don't know if I'm like, uh, a, you know, in love with all these different card games or anything, or even if I'm in love with the game of Texas Hold'em. Um, but I do want to like, you know, improve and uh, kind of go where the uh, the most opportunity is. So if I don't know if uh, if, if most people start playing uh, the mixed games and Badoogie and all these things, I yeah. guess I'm gonna have to learn Badoogie. There's a there's a mixed game that runs in Austin now almost every <laughs> night. I mean, it just started like in the last couple of months, but uh, yeah, I mean, and I sat down and played it at once, and man, I, every single game they play, I had to learn. I was like, wow, but I mean, they all have the same basic principles, but it was interesting. It was a lot of fun. I understand you're gonna go up to South Dakota. Mm-hmm. And play with Raymer, so you better be prepared to play mixed games because he does not play Hold'em anymore. <laughs> he only plays mixed games, but it's a lot of fun to play with him because uh, you learn. I mean, you learn those. That's games. cool. Yeah, we're having our first our first meetup game up there in uh, Deadwood, South Dakota. I've never been into the Dakotas at all, so looking forward most, to that. Most people haven't, but you are sitting here with the. Uh, what year was it, Sam? It was this year. It was this year, I, 2019. I can't, can't believe Brad didn't know it either, and I guess Andrew didn't know it. But, yeah, I am the 2019 Spring Classic champion in the South Dakota Spring Classic champion. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? So you're sitting next to a celebrity. Huge a main event a champion. The biggest main <laughs> event field that you probably ever heard of. In Dakotas, yeah. he's known as Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Just Sam. Just Sam. That's you guys great. are Sam. They're going to be excited to know that I was on a podcast with Sam. Yeah, oh yeah, they they all follow me. All, all, right, if you just all drop players up there. They're going to ask you a lot. So, of so he can name drop you up there. Oh yeah, okay. oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> doing it for sure. <laughs> so where where does it go from here? You guys, you're playing poker at top level. You've got this great uh, vlog going on. You're getting hired to go around the country soon, around the world. What's next? It's a it's a really good question. Um, you know, uh, I think you know you mentioned a couple of things there. I don't know if we've uh, sort of like done all of them yet. You know, you, you mentioned uh, top level poker. I don't think I'm you know that's uh, at that level yet. I think uh, you know we talked about moving up in stakes. I still have room to do that. Um, I think that would also make for a really good storyline for the vlogs. You know, playing a little bit higher stakes because I I think we've pretty much covered you know the the two five scene uh, around that level over 180 videos um the you know we're taking our first trip to uh overseas we're going to london in january for a four-day meetup game over there um and uh there's you know plenty of other destinations if we could figure out australia that would be awesome uh you know lots of other cities in in europe would be cool to do um you know asia i've i've never um you know been to macau there's you know these places that you hear so many cool things about um you know so there's all that all that stuff and then there's always the uh, the thought or the discussion about whether um, you know taking the content into other directions outside of uh, of poker would uh, would make sense you know worth ex- be worth exploring. So you know it's uh, it's kind of, it's kind of an ongoing thing and I don't, there's no real like uh, blue blueprint or roadmap for this sort of thing you know because 
it's it's a uh, it's a very new uh, phenomenon the, the the poker vlog you know or <clears throat> content creation in general you know YouTube hasn't even been around for I don't know maybe what's it been around for like 15 years now or something but yeah. in yeah. the in the wider spectrum of things that's not really that long so it's kind of remains to be seen just kind of going with the flow here I think the next time you come to either Texas Car Announcer or maybe even our new locations that we're going to be announcing soon that hopefully you guys will be able to come to. I think we arrange to have like a 10-25 or 25, you know, like a high limit game. If, it, mm. if that's something you all want to dabble in, I think our players would love to. Yeah. I think there's a group of players in Texas that would love to get on a table like that with you guys. And so we can definitely set that up. Yeah, we're playing our first uh, higher stakes game in Los Angeles next week. We're playing 5-10-20. Um, okay. So we'll we'll see. Where Every time going? we – that's at the Hollywood Park Casino. Um and every time we, you know, do something different, it just sort of remains to be seen uh, how it's going to work out. You know, we're just going to we're just going to try it and see what happens. So uh, after this coming Monday, we'll have a little uh, test case that we can that we can check out, and then maybe come down here and do that as well. Yeah, that'd be great. We'd love to have you guys out at uh, any of the locations, the ones that are yeah. currently operating or the new ones that we'll be announcing soon. Yeah, I'm sure there's players uh, around these parts that we would be able to, to build at least one table out of oh yeah definitely and and i i think people are driving uh, i yesterday when you guys were playing i heard a couple of people have driven over three hours to get here to see you guys and i, I was i was impressed now we got a guy here who flew out from san diego wow and so very cool yeah longest distant award yeah well, and if we tell people like if there's certain games like if we tell people ahead of time like they'll come i mean like 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 the the 5 10 25 or whatever whatever it is like players will come you know the, the ones that are suited to the game that we're essentially advertising yeah people people want to play poker oh yeah i think we're getting to that point too now i mean texas card house has been around almost five years and these other clubs are coming up on you know year two and year three and so i think it's kind of getting to that point where it is you know these players are getting that progression where they're ready to step up in stakes i mean i, I know this week coming up in Texas Cardhouse Austin, we're about to run the biggest buy-in tournament that's been run anywhere in the state, and we're doing a $1,200 buy-in, and it's a six-max tournament. It's actually my own. We're calling it the Sanborn Kennel Invitational because I, I wanted to put on this event for players that are seeking out these exact types of things. Like They're looking to level up, if you will, and so they've been playing these free rolls a lot. That's kind of how we got them interested in the game, started to build it, and now they want you know, two and five hundred dollar multi day, multi table tournaments and, and now I think that next level is, is something that they would see like on a circuit main event. Like these buy ins are around twelve to fifteen hundred dollars. And so I, well, that's why, you know, I'll plug it real fast. This coming Saturday is day one of our SVK six max invitational and that's a twelve hundred dollar buy in, which is like I said, the first time anybody's done it across the state having a buy in this big other than ourselves, which did which set the other record was a thousand dollar buy in, and uh, that one got when did we get one hundred forty seven thousand in yeah, that prize pool. It's pretty so, big. Yeah. yeah, I think the players are going to really respond and, and react to leveling up in stakes, and I, sure. I think it's the right time. Very cool. Maybe you guys can come back down and play in the uh, Sam Von Kindle Invitational. Yeah, it's play, this, play with the champion this Saturday, you know, <laughs> yeah. October nineteenth. If we haven't said that just a second ago, yeah, absolutely. We can say it one more time at the end. Very cool. Very cool. Well, guys, uh, any more questions did you guys have for Andrew before we wrap this up? So, no, I appreciate you coming down. I mean, this is now trip number two or three to Texas up for you guys, and first one to Houston, I think. But uh, I guess if you had to say now between Midland, Austin, San Antonio, and Houston, if you could only play at one of them, where would you go? Tough, tough question. Uh, I would, I would like to come back here to Houston. Um, we, you know, we've been to Austin a few times. 
and uh, we've got, gotten a chance to explore the city a little bit. Mm-hmm. I haven't. We we went out for dinner the first night we got here to Houston, but uh, you know need to do up, do that up a little bit more. Yeah, check come out more in, of come the city. Come football season, Bill will take you to the Texans game. I'm yeah. sure he's got box seats, right? Actually, I've got a suite this side. There you go. Oh, <laughs> man. Fantastic. It's a great selling point. Um, yeah, it's tough to go wrong. I mean, Austin is uh, such a really fun town. And uh, again, great action over there. So pretty tough to go wrong, really. Very cool. Very Texas cool. is a great place. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, especially for a card player. Yeah. Tell our listeners where they can find your uh, your logs at. Sure. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's, it's just my name, youtube.com slash Andrew Neme. That's N-E-E-M-E. And you'll you'll find me on Instagram and Twitter. Just you know, search for my name. You'll find it. Very cool. Awesome. Well, thanks again, and uh, excited to have you here. And, and hopefully, good luck in the tournament. I know you're about to jump into, and then yeah. hopefully, uh, by the time you wrap up your cash games tonight, you'll 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 be uh, you'll, you'll be running good. So uh, thank you again, and look forward to having you guys down again. Thanks for having me.